0: Hello my friends and welcome to another episode of Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller, this is a pro wrestling show and it is an honour to have you join me today and I mean that too. Sometimes I say things like that and it sounds kind of silly, but I mean it from the bottom of my tum tum, that really does sound silly. But seriously, if you guys didn't support me and you didn't listen and give me your time, it would just be me shouting into the abyss, like when I go home at Christmas to my parents. So thank you so much for coming on board, it truly does mean the world to me and... As you know, or if you don't know, I'll fill you in now, there was no podcast last week because I was away. It was my first uh, week off I'd had in two years or whatever it was, and, you know, I couldn't have picked a worse time to go away, is basically what I'm trying to say here, because everything happened, like everything. We had the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, we had everything with Cody Rhodes, which we'll get into today, because I know some people have been massively intrigued to uh, get my thoughts on all that, so yeah, we'll definitely talk about it, but... I remember the last time I went away, which is like February 2020. Boy, howdy, did I turn that right, all things considered. And Batista came back on Raw and he wrecked Ric Flair. And there was all these rumors going around that The Rock may turn up too. And I was like, if The Flubbin' Rock turns up, I'm never going away again, which of course isn't true. Uh, but I probably could have picked a better week, but that's okay. It just means we have a lot to talk about today. And before we do get into it, I just want to thank you to everyone that has uh, subscribed to the Patreon recently. Patreon.com forward slash 316 I don't make a dime for this podcast, and it is supported by the lovely people that support my Patreon. So thank you very much. So a huge shout out to the Mount Vernon Kid, also known as the Omni Geek Alpha. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to Deborah Mitchell, Craig Abbott, Sam Urbano, his good name, Anthony Ryan. Bennett, Sally McLaughlin, McLaughlin. I've pronounced your name terribly wrong. Oh, it's awful. That's awful. I'll I'll give you money back because I don't know what I'm talking about. What an idiot. Jason Lehman, Gary and Vincent Ruiz. Thank you so much for coming on board and making this possible right now. Look, I understand it's a little bit old school, but I would certainly want to continue to talk about it. All things considered. So Cody Rhodes, it must have been about a week ago when all this started to break, I would assume. I think it was like last Tuesday after Raw when it became the story. I remember I first heard the chatter about it on the Wrestling Observer show as they were talking about Raw. They hadn't confirmed it then, and then sort of about 3, 4 o'clock, the statement came out from AEW and Cody. I mean, it's a massive surprise. I don't think anybody saw it coming. Somebody on Twitter, cheap plug, Simon of 316, sent me a video I had done ages ago called 10... 10- <laughs> 10 wrestlers who will never go back to wwe and that's right one of them was cody so it goes to show what i know absolutely nothing but please keep listening obviously and i don't think we're ever actually going to know the specific ins and outs it certainly sounds like there's still a lot of respect between cody and tony khan and brandy Rhodes as well We know it's only fair to to talk about them all and i like that like even though the wrestling industry there is a lot of hanging of dirty laundry i think sometimes it's better that stuff is left unsaid because i can imagine it's quite a hard situation but if we are to go through all the rumors and reports that are out there, it sounds like a little bit was, you know, something to do with finances. And a bigger part of it was, you know, I guess I suppose Cody starting AEW thinking he was going to have some kind of booking or some kind of creative power, given that he was an EVP, which is definitely true for him, the young bucks, Kenny Omega, at one point. And then things change. Like, you know, Tony Khan, he is the boss boss. He is the money man. He decided he wanted to have, uh, well, you know, sort of uh, more control over everything that was going on. So I suppose... I'm sure they all still have influential influential voices, because why wouldn't you? Same with Chris Jericho. Why the hell wouldn't you go to that guy for advice? You'd be nuts. But it wasn't the same position. So I guess they just saw his role in the company vastly differently. And he decided, given his contracted laps, that he wouldn't resign. Tony Khan decided not to pick him up on his uh, options that he had. He could have resigned him for a year, two years, but decided, no, if you're unhappy, I'm going to let you go. And that's where we find ourselves. And I mean I think the video I did for What Culture kind of sums it up. If anybody had told you that Cody was gonna be the first guy to jump from WWE, I sorry vice versa, AEW to WWE, nobody would have believed you. And in fact, you would have punched them in the face because you would have felt like you had been lied to. I mean, I can imagine if I go back to that video prior to this, there wouldn't be one thing in the comments that said, or maybe one, someone always has to, you know, be that guy. But they would have been right on this occasion. But I bet there was barely a comment that said, oh, I bet Cody goes back to WWE. Because don't forget, when he left in 2016, he was Stardust. Now, I would always get on my high horse here and say, even though Cody himself didn't like doing the gimmick, he played it very well. Stardust was very entertaining, but of course... There's a very specific ceiling to that. And I can imagine it was quite tough because it was just an offshoot of his brother's gimmick. It was Dustin Rhodes. It was gold dust. And I can imagine that could be quite tough as well. But so much has changed. I mean, that's six years ago, right? So much has changed since then. Cody feels like a completely different performer. Uh, I still classify him as one of the most fascinating guys in all of pro wrestling because he does seem to walk his own path. Which is what he's done here, and if we are going to use the past to influence the future, like I say, when Cody left in 2016, nobody thought he was going to tear up the independents, no one thought he was going to become what he did do, and certainly nobody thought that he was going to help start a wrestling company to rival WWE, and he did all those things, so I think it would be somewhat mischievous of us not to give Cody the benefit of the doubt here. And ultimately, there are no bad decisions. Let's go go with the internet rhetoric. Let's say he does go to WWE and they book him terribly, he's a mid-carder, whichever disparaging comment you want to make. He's going to be making millions of dollars regardless. He's going to be making a lot of money. And I certainly know as a wrestling fan that if my choice was to never have the success in any wrestling company or to be used, again, use the terminology, a mid-carder making millions of dollars and still being a professional wrestler in the most literal sense, you'd probably pick that one. So I don't really think there's anything he can do to, to, to lose here. But I also think this opens up the opportunity for WWE to change the game as well. And I think, I know a lot of people have said this, but I think it should be being said louder. I mean, there, again, we have to go back to the past to influence the future. But yes, Vince McMahon, whether it be a Goldberg, a DDP, a, a Sting, You know, because they weren't invented or created in his company, they came back and they were never really used at first in the way they should have meant to. Goldberg obviously got there eventually. Sting never did, but again, he's smashing it in AEW. And whoever else I just said, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. The point is, if Cody comes back and he gets put in the same kind of position where he already was, all that tells anybody in AEW is don't leave for WWE. Because even when one of our biggest players did jump ship, he wasn't able to break through that glass ceiling. You know, he was never used as a a featured player. So if I go across, you know, what chance do I have? And that's exactly the kind of conversation that WWE needs to change. They should put Cody in a top tier position. I'm not going to say he's going to be beating Brock Lesnar. I'm not going to say that he's going to be beating Roman Reigns, although why the hell not? Let's do something fun here. But if he is in that kind of Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens territory, I bet he has a world title run at some point. In fact, I put money on it. If he is there for three years, I will put money on it right now. $5 that Cody Rhodes will be a WWE or Universal Champion at some point. And if you are an AEW guy or girl and you see that happening, all of a sudden when your contract comes due, you may think, well, maybe I should jump across too. Maybe this is the way that I kind of light a spark under my career. Because while so many people want to do WWE versus AEW, they are still two awesome companies. I'm not saying that there aren't some terrible things that go on. But I'm talking about in terms of wanting to showcase your talent as a wrestler, WWE has a huge global platform and AEW is growing every single day. And when your contract does come due, of course you should talk to both sides. Of course you should. Loyalty is massively important, but you would be doing yourself a disservice unless you figured out, okay, what can I make here? What can I make there? How are you going to use me? What are you going to do? You know, what do you see my future being? What's my upside, etc., etc.? Because only then can you determine what's right for your own pathway. But like I say, if Cody goes over there and he's just stardust again, or a, uh, a spin-off of that, let's go with an MJF. That always comes up. A Ricky Starks. Uh, a Darby Allen, a Sammy Guevara, whoever it may be, a Britt Baker, these people ain't going to want to go there because they'll think the writing is on the wall, which is why I really do think Vince McMahon and WWE as an entity are too smart to let that slip to the fingers. Also, you know, some people go, well, wouldn't they get some sick uh, pleasure out of saying, oh, you know, we've got a founder of AEW and we've got one of the EVPs and look how rubbish he is in our company. Yeah, they do have that vindictive side. We've seen it before. But that's just stupid when it comes to business. The one thing that Vincent Mann has proven time and time again is if something is going to make him money, he will usually err on that side as opposed to the other. So I hope Cody comes back in and gets treated like... If I could book WrestleMania right now with the players that we have left to to slot into a position, I would do Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes. You could tell the story of the Shield versus the Rhodes Brothers. or At least not tell the story, but touch on it because they did have that awesome feud. And I'd have Cody win. Like, I don't want Seth Rollins to lose, but I think Cody beating someone like Seth is a huge statement. And I'd go from there. I'm not, I don't know whether it's going to happen or not. But it's what I would like to see because, A, I just want human beings to be happy. And if Cody thinks that's going to make him happy, then I think that's the most important thing. Not all of us, but there's a large portion of wrestling fans that forget about the human side. But also, I'm going to watch WWE and AEW both anyway. So, as long as that person, like I say, is satisfied and is appearing on my television, I really don't mind what brand it's in. Not saying it's not a loss for AEW, it is. Not saying it wouldn't be a game for, AE- uh, for WWE, because absolutely. But AEW has been so smart with the way it structures its card for example, Kenny Omega has been away for ages now. And we miss him because he's one of the best on the planet. But they had stars to fit into that hole. And it will be the same now that Cody is gone. And it benefits WWE too. They need to make new stars. Cody is a star. There were chants for him on Raw last night. So to me, it's a fascinating story. It's an interesting story. It's one of those things that surely could only happen in wrestling. <laughs> but... as long, I know it just sound so cheesy and stupid, but it's true. I just want people to take the necessary strides forward in their career and to feel pretty good about doing it and you're still allowed to be upset you know maybe you don't want to watch WWE anymore well that's okay too you know but don't make it all personal and weird (laughs) that's all I'm saying but yeah absolutely crazy absolutely out of nowhere and look let's face it WWE and Cody haven't actually signed anything yet or if they have they're keeping it super duper quiet I mean I would probably bring him back On that Raw in two weeks. On that Raw in two weeks, they've got maybe the Raw after that. At some point in the next three weeks, we definitely get him on Mania. But if he is going to do something with Seth, we need to get out of the other side of the triple threat match. RK Bro versus Alpha Academy versus Rollins and and KO. And then have Cody do something. Maybe Cody cost him the match. I don't know why you would do that. I think it'd be a little bit too silly, but you certainly could. But it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be intriguing. And... While matches and moves are always important, when you remember, when you think about wrestling, it's moments in time that usually last the longest. So, you know, Lex Luger being on Raw and Nitro in that short period of time. The Chris Jericho debut in 99, Kane's debut. That one doesn't really count because Kane was always in WWF. But my point is, there's so many times where people have left their mark doing things that aren't actually specifically related to wrestling. So if Cody does have some kind of grand entrance and really makes his mark... That's something we're going to be talking about for years to come. And of course, as a wrestler, you'd want that. I mean, who doesn't want that? So anyway, we'll have to wait and see. We set on our patient horses. And the other big news from last week that we'll touch upon quickly was the Elimination Chamber. Went down from Saudi Arabia, again, tying into what we said a few seconds ago. Not a big fan of those shows for obvious reasons. But if we take it on its own merit, I thought it was a little bit dry. <laughs> Would be my my overall review. Now, it was the first pay-per-view I've watched in about six years. I didn't watch with you know, either taking notes in my head or physically taking notes, which was kind of a surreal experience. I also had higher hopes for it than usual because I thought the last one that we did was actually quite decent. Some people argued it was better than WrestleMania and you can, you can have that debate. But I thought the Women's Elimination Chamber was good. I thought we had the right result and I thought they worked really hard. And ultimately, as long as you give me the right result, I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, Bianca Belair wins. She's the number one contender. We've already started that feud with Becky Lynch. Bianca Belair should win at WrestleMania. And that will be a nice character arc. So I thought that was fine um the Mysterio Miz match was okay I mean now we know it was basically a setup to bring in Logan Paul which I have no problem with I mean my word I woke up today and everyone's like oh Logan Paul I can't believe it rubbish 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 but he is exactly the kind of person that WWE brings in now as a celebrity and look it's not like this is new for WrestleMania. Logan Paul, of course, brings a certain audience with him. And if it helps them grow the WrestleMania number, I mean, what else were Dominic and Rey Mysterio going to do? And The Miz? It's not like there was all these huge options on the table. The Mysterio should win. We should try and give something big to Dominic. I think that can sort of maybe serve as a, a stepping off point to something else. But whatever. It was fine. The match was fine. You know, it was what it was. A little bit silly. But, you know, it could have been on Raw, the, the, the Elimination Chamber match. We also had Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Which again, like I don't, like, he's my dad, I understand that. But I don't mind Goldberg coming back. I don't think we should put him in the title match anymore because I think that acts as a deterrent. I think you could have Goldberg come back and just have dream matches against the likes of Big E or Drew McIntyre or whoever, who done Drew. But the point is, you know, we can you can have him come back, but I don't think he should be winning any championships. And also, given that this was a Saudi Arabia pay-per-view, which is always going to have an asterisk next to it, you come in, you do five minutes of Goldberg, Roman Reigns beats him, he can cry about that on SmackDown, and you move on to what's ever next, which I presume is going to be Brock Lesnar. I don't think Roman will do anything before that. I'm not mad about it. I don't have a problem with it. If Goldberg would win, different conversation. If next time he does come back, if he does re-sign a deal, because that was the last one in his contract, and he is going after a world champion again, yes, yeah, you may have a problem with it. But three more matches against, genuinely, Big E versus Goldberg, uh, Goldberg versus who realistically would they actually do you know what, I'm not going to do this because I'll forget someone just do Biggie versus Goldberg that's all I want that's all I'm asking for Lita versus Becky Lynch I thought it was a very good match maybe the best match on the entire show although I could be forgetting something let me get my notes up but I thought Lita looked um, really good maybe better than a lot of people anticipated I think Becky Lynch is great even though I totally agree her character doesn't Well, it's fine. You know, it's fine for what it was. But no, I thought they had a really good match. I think it was about 12 minutes, 13 minutes, and I enjoyed it. Becky Lynch wins. Again, kind of ties into the Goldberg thing. That's a good win for Becky Lynch. And Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss, Uh, Mad Cat Moss, full count anywhere. I thought that was decent too. The bump that Mad Cat Moss took after the Avalanche, uh, Alabama Slam, sorry, was flubbed me sideways. That was horrendous. I, I, I kind of, I was a little bit behind watching it, so I knew something was coming. I cannot believe he continued, but more power to him. And I think Mad Cat Moss is actually quite good. The gimmick maybe holds him back for now. Although I do like him with Happy Corbin. I think they're a lot of fun and Corbin is always underrated as far as I'm concerned. But if at some point we can shed that gimmick and allow him to sort of move on, I think we have something with Mad Cat Moss. In terms of building new stars, to me, there's one right there. I mean, he's 32, which is, um, you know, not old at all, especially in WWE. And I think he's decent. I really, really do. And we know that Drew is great. Uso's vs. The Viking Raiders. Absolutely stupid because it doesn't happen. I suppose the show was just running too long. But still, it was ridiculous. Uh, Naomi and Ronda Rousey beat Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Ronda Rousey had one arm tied behind her back. I mean, it, it was short. What, like eight minutes or whatever it was? It was a little bit silly, a little bit all over the place. But again, it was inoffensive, which I think was the problem with the whole, this whole show. It was a show written by numbers. And then in the... I. S- guess controversial main event i don't know elimination chamber for the wwe title bobby uh, brock lesnar beats lashley styles theory riddle and seth rollins a lot of people were surprised by this i personally wasn't not because i'm some kind of wrestling savant but because it's brock lesnar and it's wwe and i kind of thought that if we were going to do roman reigns versus brock lesnar again at wrestlemania you had to add something else to the mix And that, to me, would be title versus title. I'm still hoping that WWE actually goes with this and goes with this properly. So we have one champion. You know, we stop um, mucking around with... These two champions, which is always ridiculous. And they're not going to do this because of branding and because of Fox and because of the USA network. But I would love it. I presume Roman Reigns wins that. But you don't know. It depends how long Brock Lesnar is sticking around for. And then Roman Reigns should be on Raw and SmackDown, like we used to do it. I think that's a much better concept. I also think it injects some freshness into WWE, which it needs. But I suppose we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, We also wrote Bobby Lashley out the story because he's hurt his shoulder. Obviously, we're saying concussion problems. It doesn't sound like he's going to meet WrestleMania, so that sucks. All the best to that guy. And maybe Brock eventually basically got in there and destroyed everybody. Now, there is... Uh, on the one hand, I absolutely loved it. Because I think watching someone, especially who's been portrayed like Brock, do exactly what you think he's going to do is super fun, it's super entertaining, and it made me laugh. The issue is, more than just Brock Lesnar, and I'd throw Roman Reigns into that mix, should be allowed to do this kind of a stuff. I understand that you can't just have someone go crazy in the Elimination Chamber every time. But especially someone like Seth Rollins, you know, he should be... Like, no one would ever have done this to Brock Lesnar. And I think Seth Rollins should be in that bracket. Like, it seems bizarre to me. We protected him at the Raw Rumble, and then we get here and he just loses in seconds. Riddle, to me, has something that you could certainly do with, so I would have tried to protect him from that too. I mean, Austin Theory is meant to be your brand new star, and I get that he got to wham Brock Lesnar right in the balls, but straight away, you've just positioned him at the level of everybody else. And it was the same with AJ Styles. Now, Edge on uh, Raw. I mean, Edge teased everyone. Edge teased that he was going to fight Finn Balor. Edge teased that he was going to fight Cody Rhodes. But I think really we should be doing Edge versus AJ Styles. So as soon as we move on to that, no one's going to remember this. They're just not, especially because it was a Saudi Arabia show. But I do certainly agree with the point that we need to start going, Okay, well, look what we did with Brock. Why don't we do that for Styles, Theory, Riddle, Rollins and all these other guys that you could potentially do with it? Mad Cat Moss. Everyone laughs at that. But if we are trying to make a new star, imagine right now we started treating Mad Cat Moss like Brock Lesnar. It's not going to hurt him, is it? People aren't going to look at him and go, man, he sucks. No, of course not. They're going to start getting behind him because that's just what happened. So, yeah, it uh, it was okay. I mean, it was done in what, like two hours? Do I have the running time up here? I don't think I do. But it was definitely done in under three hours. It felt like up two hours and 50 minutes or something like that. So I'm never going to complain. Like, the shorter, the better, which is why, really, I mean, the Usos-Viking Raiders match probably wouldn't have gone more than five minutes anyway, but... These shows do not need to be long. And I think probably a crutch of all wrestling right now, be it WWE, AEW, uh, New Japan. I mean, it's good in a way. They want to give you value for money. But sometimes value for money isn't about length. It's about getting done what you need to get done and doing it in an entertaining fashion. And when we do get these four or five-hour pay-per-views, I, for one, find them a little bit much. And let's not pretend that WWE isn't culpable for this as well because they've just split WrestleMania over two nights. The reason they've done that is because they cannot be trusted to get WrestleMania done in one night at three hours. So... (laughs) this that no need to get mad about it at all uh which ties into raw which is a more a more timely and topical thing confirmed that it is going to be title versus title winner takes all brock versus roman i mean we'll talk about this nearer the time i really don't know what the direction they're going to go i cannot see them beating roman reigns i'm totally bought into this idea i've come up with this ridiculous plan and i'll say it now on the off chance that i'm right i used to do a video game podcast when we were talking about the new xbox and somebody said to me simon what do you think the new xbox is going to be called and i said xbox one and I said it as a half joke, but half of that would do as a guess. And it was called that, and I've been living off that ever since. So I'm going to say it here. It wouldn't surprise me if Roman Reigns beats Brock Lesnar, and afterwards out comes The Rock to build for next year, because we know look, Dwayne Johnson loves doing that. So yeah, you just had all this stuff between uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, Paul Heyman to kick off Raw. It was fine. Uh, had a very good match between the Alpha Academy and the Street Profits. I mean, we've seen it 9,722 times, but they always make it work. And the real joy about that is actually, twofold, really. I would like Otis to go back to his fun-loving self, which I do think we'll do eventually. But the best thing about this is Chad Gable. Chad Gable right now has finally proven to everyone. Let me talk. Let me work. I'm a really good, complete, you know, professional wrestler. Stop making me Shorty G. And the best thing about this tag team is that Shorty G and Otis are basically the same height. So if you remember that, like, wait a minute, why do we call him Shorty G? Because it's stupid. and They sound like a biscuit. But... Uh, they won that too and I'm really I think that they'll probably lose the titles at one point probably to RK bro at Wrestlemania hence why Owens and Rollins have been thrown into that match and I hope when Alpha Academy do lose we don't throw them to the wayside too many times you know we do lose focus and we shouldn't do it with these two make them a team make them a solid part especially the tag team division if there's one thing that the tag team division in WWE needs right now it's depth hence why we keep going round and round the houses so don't get rid of a tag team. We'll just push them off to a main event or push them off to one side. You know, make them into something and don't feud them either. We, we see that too much. You can do it with RK Bro because, because it makes sense. We then did another tag team match with this Tommaso Champa and Finn Balor, who was randomly back on Raw, and they were taking on the Dirty Dogs. Shockingly, Tommaso Champa and Finn Balor won. Champa got the actual pinfall after the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, mostly because he is fighting Dolph Ziggler on NXT, number one contendership. Dolph Ziggler will win that, and then we'll get to the next pay per view, which I believe is called Stand and Deliver and we'll do Bron Baker versus Dolph Ziggler. So essentially what we have done is that Ziggler used to be the gatekeeper when you got called up to the main roster and now we're going the other way and he's just going to come to you. You don't have to come to him, but he'll come to you. So I thought that was pretty good. Uh, it was fine. You know, it was, it was an enjoyable and enjoyable match. Miss TV was there just to set up the Logan Paul angle. Again, I don't mind Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville being in the Intercontinental title match and I don't mind the Miz and Logan Paul taking on the Mysterios. Should I? Maybe, but I just don't. <laughs> just like whatever, who cares, Uh, it just, it doesn't surprise me, I suppose, and I'm not a big Logan Paul fan, I think some of the things he's done in the past are are pretty bad, he does seem quite remorseful about them, which is the most important thing, but I'll wait and see. You know, we all judge Bad Bunny and we shouldn't have done that. So I'm not going to do it here. Veer still can't make his way to Raw. It's now officially ridiculous and I understand what is going on. But yes, it's stupid. I'm done with it. We should just happened. And then we had Rhea, Rapley, Rhea Ripley defeating Nicky Ash again. Just stupid uh, rematches over and over and over again. Damien Priest, Cedric Alexander. No, sorry. Damien Priest, Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander on the outside. I don't think the US title was on the line, but I, I can't tell you. I don't even think it was a championship contender opportunity which I still don't know what it means. It still baffles me. Um, I mean, we got the thing afterwards. I, Finn Balor came out afterwards because Damian Priest said he wanted a proper challenge given it's WrestleMania season. So I thought that meant we were going to do it at WrestleMania, but Finn Balor said he'll see him next week. So I don't really know what's going on here. And I've no idea what Finn Balor's plan is for WrestleMania either. If you're going to do the Damian Priest match now, I don't think you should redo it a few weeks later. Let's forget it. feels like an episode of Raw. But if Edge is tied up with AJ Styles, I don't want to see Cody versus Damian Priest. I don't think that's the right way to bring him in. I don't know. It's going to be intriguing. Maybe do Finn Balor versus Cody. Could happen. The 24-7 title stuff is the best stuff on Raw because it's absolutely insane now. Like, it's proper bonkers. Here, you basically had Dana Brooke win the 24-7 title back by kissing Reggie, who could not believe he was being kissed. And then they were just friends again as Tamina, R-Truth, and... Tozawa chased them off. And during all of that, Tozawa tried to kiss Tamina just because he fell into her arms. So he was not raised the right way. Someone needs to sit him down and explain how that all works. But look, I get that it's bad, right? It's bad. But so is Sharknado. And I love Sharknado. So so I like all this stuff too. For the wrong reasons. But it kills me. Like I'm genuinely laughing my ass off. And somebody pointed out to me on Twitter. Again, cheap plug at Simon316. If you're entertained, does it matter how you're entertained? And I was like, you know what? That has always been my kind of... Uh, Kind of goal with this so i went with it and we shall and we shall always go with it it's definitely going to jump the shark soon though don't get me wrong at all all the becky lynch um uh what's her name bianca Belair stuff was great can't wait for that match also did do drop versus uh, bianca Bolaire for the 9721st time but again for the 7921st whatever the hell it was it was um it was really good those two have good chemistry and i would be intrigued to see what do does at wrestlemania edge then did his promo where he teased everybody for wrestlemania hopefully it will be aj stars Then we had the main event roddles roddles rk bro versus rollins and, and kevin owens owens and Ro- rollins get the victory after randy Orton got curb stopped on the outside and we move on to that event in a couple of weeks and i really don't know look, as crazy as it sounds it does sound like we are going to do kevin owens versus steve austin <laughs> at WrestleMania. I can't remember if we talked about this on the podcast. Maybe we didn't because it all happened around the same time as Cody Rhodes. It blows my absolute brain that this could even be a thing. Like it truly, truly does. Not in my wildest dreams that I think Stone Cold Steve Austin was ever going to come back to a, 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 a ring. Especially not to take on Kevin Owens, somebody that I'm massively fond of. But I'm supposing if they have thrown a bunch of money at him, how could you say no? I mean, it could be $5 million. Imagine somebody rang you up right now and said, I would give you $5 million to do one night. And at WrestleMania, you get to be Stone Cold Steve Austin. I also know Stone Cold Steve Austin, his Instagram has been talking very, very strongly about getting in shape. He keeps pimping the meal service he's using. So something is going on there. And I guess it really depends. I don't buy into this whole thing that you ruin your legacy if you come back. Like every now and then, Shawn Michaels comes up and a few people talk about it. But... He's still Shawn Michaels, right? I don't think one stupid appearance at Saudi Arabia, no matter how bad it was, changes everything. And when we move forward to someone like Steve Austin, yes, you want him to come out in the trunks. And yes, you want him to, you know, be the Stone Cold Steve Austin from 20 years ago, but he's not going to be. But as long as he resembles it slightly, and if anybody can make this work, it's absolutely Steve Austin and Kevin Owens. The other other person I'd want to put in that position would be CM Punk. But that's never going to happen now, I would I would presume. But... I don't think it matters. Even if it's just for the pup, you see some stunners, you see some beers get thrown around the place. Even if it's an absolute nightmare, I don't think I'm going to look back on it and be like, oh man, can't believe it was rubbish crap. I that Bret Hart match at WrestleMania, whatever it was, that was really bad. <laughs> like it just was. It wasn't what it was meant to be. It was all over the place. We kind of, um, yeah, just got, we got carried away with all the wrong stuff. But when I think about Bret Hart, it doesn't even come into my mind. I think about the rest of his career, and that's going to be the same with Steve Austin. So if he wants to come back, get a mega pop in Texas, in Dallas, make a bunch of money, I really don't see what the problem is with it, especially because. You only live once. And why would you turn that down just in case you may affect your legacy? I think it's absolutely stupid. It's like when The Undertaker was going to retire. Oh, he's affecting his legacy by going on too long. Once you stop, you stop, man. Obviously, in wrestling, you can come back. So even at 56, 57 years old, whatever Stone Cold Steve Austin is, it's as simple as this as far as I'm concerned. If he wants to do it, he should do it. (laughs) That sounds dumb, but it's true. I always try and think about it from my perspective. And if I wanted to do it, I would not want a bunch of people going, oh, you don't know what you do. We don't know the ins and outs. And we ain't never going to know the ins and outs because that's not how Stone Cold Steve Austin worked. But decent episode of Raw, I thought. Not that much bad on it. You know, kind of nothing amazing, but kind of easy, kind of easy to watch. Um, And the WrestleMania card, if the WrestleMania card is correct, we could get something like RK-Bro versus Alpha Academy, Roman versus Brock, Bianca versus Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte, uh, Kevin Owens versus Steve Austin. There'll be some other obvious matches I'm not thinking about right now. That, to me, sounds pretty damn good. Now, anything can change. It is WWE. Apparently, Raw last night was written about 7,000 times before we decided to move off in a different direction again. But, I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued. I don't like the idea of two-night WrestleMania. I just don't. I prefer one. I think it makes it feel more special. But if you are going to do it, especially when you are trying to sell 200,000 tickets, because they are running in a 100,000-seat building, and obviously they have two nights to sell... You've got to come up with all the bells and whistles, hence why you've got to come up with Johnny Knoxville, you've got to come up with Logan Paul, Steve Austin, and I suppose Cody Rhodes as well. When you actually look at it like that from a fan landscape, you are kind of ticket all the boxes. You've got the laps fan, the casual fan, I suppose Cody these days would tap into the hardcore fan, and you've got the kind of the nothing fan that just wants to watch what Jackass is Johnny Knoxville or, or Logan Paul's going to do. I think, I think WrestleMania is going to be good. I'm saying that based on very, very little, but I think that, uh, that it's, it's going to be uh, pretty pretty good. have been watching way too much Kirby enthusiasm. Other than that, there is no information that I could give to you. There's no news, I should say, that has come out that is bigger than any of that at all. I know that Kenny Omega won the rest of the year in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter Awards, which always sends people ballistic. But if you actually if you go and find out the amount of injuries that he suffered with throughout 2021... And how good that he was, and how pivotal he was for AEW. In my own opinion, personal opinion, lowly opinion, how great he was as a champion. The fact he did all that when basically he was broken is absolutely incredible. To me, if you're talking about best wrestlers on the planet right now, Brian Danielson goes in there, Kenny Omega in there, and I'd probably start thinking about CM Punk as well. I think he tells he tells great stories, but it it just blew my mind that he there was certain sort of there was he did when he was doing the stuff on Impact Wrestling. There were bits that had to be cut out of the show because it looked like he was limping like an old man. But he was still able to put on these incredible matches that will stand the test of time. So fair play to Kenny Omega. Uh, to me, you know, wrestler of the year, some people got mad about this. I wouldn't have minded if you'd given it to a Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns is a great 12 months. I admittedly, the booking became a little bit stale because you never thought he was going to lose. But I think Roman as a performer, maybe as a performer, we should start talking about it. And of course, Okada, Osprey. you know, there's a bunch of New Japan guys that could go in there as well. I don't actually know who my personal 2021 rest of the year would be. I mean there's a, there's a big shout that it may be Miro. <laughs> it's a shame he got injured towards the latter the latter part of it. But there was so much good stuff that he did do, especially when he was on fire as a TNT champion. I think it, I think the problem is Miro had all that time off. Brian Danielson had all that time off. So actually it probably would be Kenny Omega because he's the guy that kept going. And I'm sure, you know, you know, if Danielson and Miro kept going, they would have kept up their incredible momentum too. But for that reason alone, I'd probably nudge in that direction. Uh, Drake Maverick has proved that you cannot fire him at all. PWinsider.com confirmed that he had returned to a behind the scenes role in a Raw creative team, on the Raw creative team. His real name is James Curtin, I believe. But yeah, he's now writing the show. Now, I've met him once, and everybody tells me this too. He just gets it. Like, he just totally understands. He comes up with good ideas. Maybe he's responsible for some of the 24-7 stuff. I don't know. But good for him. Again, I saw some people going, oh, I can't believe it after he did that video. Let the man earn some fucking cash. Oh, I swore. Never swore. Excuse me. I'll leave it in for fun. But let the man earn some cash. Let the man live his dream. Let the man do him. It's not the end of the world. Like, if you got fired from WWE and they rang you up when you didn't have a job and they said, oh, hi, we'd love to give you a job. And we'd love to, you know, bring you back on the creative team, which I guess is a pretty cool role. Also something different. None of us would say no, right? None of us would say no. So let's, um, let's keep going on with it. And on kind of side quest news, John Cena's Peacemaker, which is on HBO Max, absolutely smashed it. It's already been renewed for a second season. It did crazy, crazy numbers. So if for some bizarre reason you didn't want to see John Cena succeed as an actor, which would be really weird, well, <laughs> he's about to get to that next level. Believe you me. Uh, I don't think there's other major news. So what I do want to talk about is Progress 129. I choo 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 you. That happened at the weekend once again. And as always, very uh, privileged and blessed to be able to host those shows. Thank you to everyone for the nice words and for welcoming me. I understood that it was going to be a hard job to step into. But honestly, man i know that some people just do not like progress they don't want to get on board and that's totally cool no one's going to make you you do you there's enough wrestling on television but from the last three shows you know chapter one two eight one two nine so one two seven one two eight one two nine absolutely phenomenal caron noir versus swerve the realist obviously swerve has got just an excellent match that will be on the wwe network soon i mean swerve is is going to be massive he just is caron noir too exactly the same they are ridiculous wrestlers And also, I mean, I don't want to go through the whole card, but everyone was great from top to bottom. They really were. From the opening match to the main event, it was just go, 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 go. But um, I'm not going to tell you everything I do know because it's not fair. All I will say is that Dean Allmark and Jonathan Gresham had a match for the Ring of Honor title with pure rules. And it's not the standard wrestling club. Well, it's exactly what you'd expect from those two guys. But in terms of what we know to be the mainstream wrestling product in 2022, it is certainly not that. But flood me sideways. Those two guys are on another level. What they did, and how they were able to do it, and what went into it, it will blow my brain. I will never be that good. <laughs> I am just gonna tell you right now, I will never be that good. I have my own, uh, well, what would you call it, uh, pluses, I suppose. But it ain't that. <laughs> it ain't that. Those so damn good, so damn good. And in terms of my own wrestling uh, stuff as well, if you are in and around South Woodham this Saturday. I am wrestling for Wrestleforce. I think it's only the second time I've wrestled for Wrestleforce. Now, this is only my second match of the year as well, because, of course, I had surgery at the end of last year. Had a match for UPW a few weeks ago where we kind of had some bells and whistles to get around it. And now I'm going to dip my toe back in the water. So, like I say, if you are around uh, South Woodham at Ferrers Village Hall, I think the exact address is something like Hullbridge Road. I'm doing this all from memory. There are still a few tickets remaining, and I would love to see you. And, of course, going back to progress too, thank you to everyone who always comes up and says nice things and says, you know we enjoyed this we enjoyed that it truly means the world and that's the same for the people listening now if you didn't support me then as always i'm just shouting into the abyss so i appreciate you giving me a platform and i appreciate you allowing me to chat about it we shall take a pause there i mean not for you for me as i go and get a bunch of questions together And then magically in a few seconds, like I say, you ain't going to know the difference, but we'll start answering them. And we start with my good friend, Lotus Moon Productions, who says, With the direction AEW is heading in for evolution around the current matches and matches we'll probably be doing, is there a match that hasn't been announced yet that you'd like to see? And what match currently are you looking forward to the most? All the best, Simon. Thank you, my friend. I mean, probably CM Punk versus MGF, just because I love that feud. In terms of matches that I'm expecting but haven't been announced yet, I don't know. I mean, the tag team match, we know that something's going to happen there. I mean, we don't really know what's going to happen with the TNT stuff because it sounds like Andrade is going to get his shot before we get to the pay-per-view. But I could be wrong there. I could absolutely be wrong. So, no, I don't know what I'm expecting to see, but I'm very excited about that dog collar match. I think it's going to be bloody. I think it's going to be brutal. And I think there's probably going to be a surprise, which is always fun. Zach says, if you could put in his prime, sorry, if you could put... In his prime, Bret Hart into any current day promotion. Which promotion would you choose and why? If you could have prime Bret Hart in a long time feud with any current day wrestler, who would it be and why? Well, that's difficult. I mean, I think I'd probably like to take Bret Hart and put him into early WWE 2000s. Because then he could fight Kurt Angle. If he hang around long enough, he could fight Daniel Bryan. Although he'd probably be able to because Daniel Bryan, maybe, you never know um you know there's just so many good guys that came through there and Eddie Guerrero for example that would have been amazing Uh, Jericho you know there's another guy so I think I would have liked to have seen him there but again you drop him into AEW today I think that'd be awesome Kenny Omega versus Bret Hart would rock and if you could have Bret Hart in any long time feud with any current day wrestler I mean CM Punk probably I'd love Bret Hart versus CM Punk or Bret Hart versus Omega like I've already said um the Bret Hart versus MGF I'd enjoy Bret Hart versus Roman Reigns basically Bret Hart versus anybody Bret Hart is the best Tom Talks Rubbish make sure you check out his YouTube channel says if you were to do a show with another member of the What Culture Wrestling crew who would you want it to be all of them I love them equally the same they are my favorites TGP says, hey, Simon, let's talk constructive criticism if we're tasked with improving WWE. OK, my friend, let's do it. Uh, you have written down cut back on ring entrances, cut back on review videos, outlaw 50/50 booking for six months, max one DQ silly finish per show per month. Eliminate, amend the brand split. What are your thoughts, additions? Okay, we'll go back one by one. Disagree on the ring entrances because WWE from day one has made it very clear that's part of the show, right? I think they could have a bit more fun with them. For example, if somebody is injured, I think they're allowed to showcase their injury, as opposed to be all like, oh, I'm gonna do my entrance because you expect it. But they treat their entrances as important as the match itself. So I think if we took away from that, it would be it would be uh, not as good. Now, in terms of the review videos, yes, I get rid of all of them. I think WWE recaps things way too much, and it gets a little bit boring. Um, outlawing 50-50 booking for six months? No, I don't think I have to do it for six months, but I just think scrap it. <laughs> just scrap it. 50-50 booking never works. I mean, you can do it here and there with the occasional few, like a best of seven, you know, for something like that, but to me... If you just have people going round the houses and we never get anywhere, what's the point? We have to be taking steps forward. So you pick the guy or the girl you want to push and you go for them and then make sure you go back to the other person in due course. Uh, I don't mind more than, I'd be happy with one DQ silly finish a week in WWE because they do multiple ones a show. So if all of a sudden it went down to four a month, that would be fine. But again, I don't think we should be putting limits on it. I just think it should serve the story. And when every single story is the same, let's use disqualification. It gets boring because it's just the same old thing. So it starts to feel like a crutch. So as long as it, you know, moves things forward, it's fine. But, you know, no story should ever just be repeating because it's a rubbish story. And eliminate or amend the brand split. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the brand split. I like it when all the wrestlers can go on Raw and SmackDown. The concept was good, but it never really worked out. So I would get rid of it. Uh, Merck says Hey Simon, hope your trip was great and you're feeling better Thank you my friend What's your favourite type of match of all time Also, which one would you pick for a main event match Thank you What's your favourite type of match Oh sorry, type of match And also, which one would you pick for a main event match My favourite type of match Well, we'll get rid of singles match Because technically that is my favourite kind of match Because when the story goes well and it all culminates That's when I'm I'm the happiest I think... Or a Raw Rumble, I suppose, if, that's a, if we're going with types. I don't know if that counts. I'd go a Raw Rumble. If not, I mean, I was partial to a ladder match, but we've done so many. I think a cage, an old fashioned steel cage where there's no escapes and, you, and you've got to win. And which one would you pick for a main event match? Well, I guess a steel cage. A ladder steel cage. <laughs> there you go. DJW, when it comes to Wardlow after he turns on MJF, do we have him face FTR and, John, and Sean Spears before or after? Kind of tired of going through them to get to MJF. I get it, but he should just go right through them and have FTR on his side. I disagree with you, DJ. I mean, fair play to you. I would like um, Wardlow to turn and then the MGF crew tries to stop him. Wardlow beats all of them up, gets to MGF, beats him as well. That way he's been on a tear and then we launch him into superstardom. Devon says, I would love for Bianca to beat Becky at Mania. Then the night after, Becky aligns herself with Drew Drop and changes her name back to Piper Niven and she'll be the diesel to Becky's HBK. Your thoughts? Done right. I think it could be okay. I don't think they're going to do it. As long as Bianca Belair wins, I don't care what they do, to be completely honest. And this time, give her a long reign. She is absolutely the person to do it with uh lon says what wrestlemania match would you want to see from stars from two different companies one from wwe and one from another i mean probably kenny omega versus roman reigns i mean there's loads but let's take the two top guys and let them have them go at it my man adam says do all wrestlers staff get along backstage if not what's the best way of keeping conflict and toxicity to a minimum in your experience i mean i guess they don't because it's a work environment but i've never noticed it um, I'm sure that there's plenty of people that don't like me. But again, I always keep my head down with that stuff. I try to be respectful and nice to everybody. Because even if I don't particularly like someone, well, that's not the time to let it show. Although I do indeed like everyone. So I always try to conduct myself in a professional manner. Uh, but I'm sure there's people butting heads all over the place. It's just the nature of the beast. But hopefully everybody can have, you know, smart heads on and you know you get on with it because ultimately we're all working towards the same goal but yeah I mean look at Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels right I mean that's the extreme situation but you'd have to imagine that that kind of runs through multiple promotions streamer elite tv says your honest opinion on the current ring of honor situation was the hiatus needed uh was the mass release of all talent required I mean I, I can't comment on it because I've never seen their books as long as they come back in April and they're able to smash it I like everything they're doing with impact right now and you know most of the guys and girls have gone on to find jobs which is good So I suppose it was needed. But again, I don't know the ins and outs and none of us do. But as long as it benefits everyone, then it's okay. Joshua says, hey, lad, this question may not be addressed, but it's news of TK's announcement. Are we getting the tagline of All Out being rebuffed as, oh my gosh, what on earth is that? Uh, Sorry, dude, I don't understand your question. (laughs) I apologize, and that weird noise threw me off. But know that I love you. You're a great person. Baz says, hey, fella. Hope things went well for you uh, during your week off. Thank you very much. So the question is, with the teasers of Matt Hardy butting heads with the Bucks on BTE and other teasers, how do you see them debuting Jeff? Also, do you like them kind of moving the HFO to Andrade? Yes, I do like all of that, and now I I can see where they're going. I enjoy the whole Andrade-Hardy family office that soon will be the the Andrade family office. Um, I I mean, maybe they could all beat Matt Hardy up and Jeff could run down. I mean, there's a million ways to do it. Maybe you announce it beforehand to get the views. You don't always have to be uh, surprise, surprise. We've done a lot of surprises and that's my favorite, but you don't have to. I mean, there is a thousand ways. I mean, look at the WrestleMania debut or the re-debut for the Hardys, right? That was awesome. So, you know, we, we, we can do that. The Hen Dog says, do you think the Universal Championship is going to be phased out after WrestleMania? Henny, my man, I hope so. Do I think so? Absolutely not. Adam says, uh, When is What Culture going to hire Love Panda to be their voice on TikTok? I have no idea. I am not responsible for hiring and firing. I do apologize. But. Always believe and dream big. The Kingsman says, After last night's Raw, I think Cody returning to WWE is a done deal. Makes sense. There's a lot of references. When he does return, which entrance music do you see him using? This question is hilarious. You cannot... If you are involved in any kind of wrestling community right now, this question is like the plague. (laughs) It's just everywhere. Fair play to you. I want him to use Kingdom if we can. The greatest thing... and something the wwe had and then screwed up when they had goldberg wwe should have used goldberg's music maybe they did night one but then they changed it i love it when wrestlers can jump around and they have the same music it just makes it more exciting and i love that song so i would go for kingdom absolutely jonathan says are there any classic old pay-per-views you would bring back as a yearly show cyber sunday (laughs) it was stupid but i liked it And in a simplified bullet kind of a way, what are the three things you'd like to see pro wrestling as a whole head towards in the future? Well, I mean, you'd have to look at individual companies. I'm not a fan of scripted promos. I mean, for some I am, but I think you should let people sink or swim or take it from there. Um, Yeah, a, a, a a bigger focus on clean finishes, because I think that makes the wacky finishes work better when you do do them. And I suppose... I mean, pushing new stars. That's what you always want—new stars coming through because it makes it, it makes it exciting. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but that's a really hard thing to kind of just break down. That's more of a big conversation thing. Maybe in a future episode we can do something like that. Uh, James says, "What would you say in your opinion is the best way to reintroduce Cody to WWE?" I don't know, man. There's been so many good debuts. Just do what you did with Jericho. Have Seth Rons in the ring. He's cutting a promo. Lights go out. Music hits. Out comes Cody just do that it never fails and it always makes me happy uh michael says how much of the american indie scene do you keep an eye on i mean not a lot dude it's hard to keep up with it over here i watch as much wrestling and i read about as many wrestlers as i can and that will often take me to individual promotions um but yeah i'm sure if i actually sat down with someone that took in everything i would be embarrassed But uh, yeah, I I try and watch as much as possible. Uh, Slovakia says, do you listen to My World with Double J? It's a good one. I listen to it here and there. I kind of dip in and dip out of podcasts these days because sometimes, well, you just need a break (laughs) to be completely honest. But I do. And I think Jeff Jarrett comes across well. Uh, Aaron My Lungs says, we need to restart the streak of questions, Simon. Who would win, Hook or Batman? Look, I love Hook. Hook is awesome. I ain't ever betting against Batman. I'm very, very excited about the... uh, the new Batman movie two weeks today. Expect nothing says, do you think there is still a chance that somebody could be added to Brock versus Roman? I really want Rollins in there as a WrestleMania 31 callback. I'm going to break my TV hyperbole if it's another Reigns win with an Uso distraction. No, I don't think they're going to do it. Uh, WWE in general likes to do one on one. they now have done title versus title. I don't think they want to quote unquote mess it up. I wouldn't see it that way, but I think that they do. I think it's going to be a standard match. Uh, elijah says what do you think about ring of honor's inaugural hall of fame class well who is it it's the briscoe cm punk ring of honor and brian danielson right i mean pretty good <laughs> pretty no, i'm not gonna do it again but pretty good the wizard of gore says how many times can wwe fire and rehydrate maverick how do they keep forgetting he's pretty much their perfect employee i feel bad for the dude it's probably giving him a condition don't feel bad for him man he's got a job i'm sure he's over the moon he ain't no idiot he wouldn't say yes if he didn't think it was an opportunity I mean, it's silly that they keep doing it this way, but all that matters is that he's employed. That's the, that's the be-all and end-all. Uh, this Space for Rent says, Should R-Truth and Brock Lesnar Forum tag team? And what should they be called? I mean, they absolutely should. It's never going to be happen, and it should be called Bruth. <laughs> It'd be the greatest thing ever. This is why I'm not employed in creative. <coughs> Excuse me, I have a cough from nowhere. Million says, now that Keith Lee is in AEW, what do you think would be a better booked match? Keith Lee versus Powerhouse Hobbs or Keith Lee versus Mirror? Let's do both, man. Let us do both. I cannot wait. They are going to rock. Uh, watching XT says, you recently had the pleasure of introducing Jonathan Gresham and watching him before up close. This is true. Happened at Progress, uh, both 128 and 129. Apart from Pack and Adam Cole, which wrestlers under six feet tall could you see as legitimate world champions in a world of giants? Well, Jonathan Gresham, absolutely. When that dude starts to walk, it don't matter how tall or short he is. He kicks your ass um who else it's a really tough question because i don't know the heights of many people i mean brian danielson but i guess he has been a world champion already um i mean chad gable i mean absolutely if you push chad gable right he's got all the tools in the world why the hell not uh, and again i don't know who else is under six foot so my answer is gonna be chad gable i've missed Lowe's though 100 percent Uh, Chef Navro Libre says, Would you have Cody debut as the final moment of WrestleMania walking straight into a top-level feud? Well, he should walk straight into a top-level feud, but no, I don't think it should be the final moment of WrestleMania. That's just not what WWE does. You probably, if you're gonna wait that long, wait till the raw But I'm hoping he has a WrestleMania match and he comes, um, he comes in before that. Hi Boom says, Hey Simon, do you think the Undertaker should be the only induction to the Hall of Fame? I've seen that a lot. I just think after an hour, (laughs) you're probably gonna want to hear from somebody else. Now, If we hadn't had that documentary, yes, but he has come out and he has done all that. I would induct a few. I don't think it's a problem. If we did just do it, The Undertaker, it's totally deserving, but it's not a make or break for me. Uh, Drewsfer says, hey, Simon, I haven't played any wrestling games since Day of Reckoning 2. Is that the one when you have to throw people off buildings? I think it was. Are any of the WWE 2K series worth checking out? I mean, some of them are. I'm not going to throw out titles here because I'll I'll get the wrong ones. I mean, uh, 2022 looks like it's shaping up to be a pretty good game. Again, I haven't played it, so I don't want to make, um, any uh, huge cries about it but I've watched all the previews and I've heard people talking about it it sounds like a very good way to get over 2k20 which was not a good game and 2k would be the first people to tell you that so if I were you I'd hold off for this year's game and maybe dip your toe back in I think it'd be quite good uh Darren says compared to when you first started wrestling how do you feel you have progressed both in ring and on the mic I'm not the right person to answer that question I always want to get better and I always think I suck that's the truth of the matter doesn't mean i don't enjoy it but i'm my own world's worst critic same with my youtube stuff i'll only see the bad every single time wrestling burner account says best chant you have heard at a wrestling show Oh, man, there's been so many. I mean, my personal favorite when I was in the ring is when people started singing the Backstreet song, uh, Backstreet Boys song, I Want It That Way, with the whole, tell me why, which obviously ties into my gimmick. Made me very happy. Paul Roberts, will Cody's first match be against Veer? No, because Veer ain't gonna come to Raw and I'm gonna cry. Spaz Phoenix, check out his YouTube channel too, says, Simon, which would you rather? Edge Styles, and Rollins Rhodes, or Edge Rhodes and Rollins Stars. I mean, I'm not really fussed. If I got to pick, I'd do AJ Styles and Edge and Rollins and Rhodes, because I think AJ Styles and Edge is a match I wanted to get to for ages, and WrestleMania is the right stage. But if you do it the other way, am I going to be upset? No. <laughs> I'm going to be all good. D says, since he's going into the Hall of Fame this year, what are your top five taker WrestleMania matches? I'm glad you said that, otherwise it'd be really hard. In no particular order, both of the ones with Shawn Michaels uh, I think I prefer the second one with Triple H, but I have to re-watch them again. CM Punk and Edge. They're my favorite favorites. David, do you think MJF could follow Cody to WWE from AEW? I mean, of course he could. If he, like i like we said earlier, if Cody gets treated well and MJF gets offered a ton of money, it would probably be quite hard to say no. If I was going to bet, would I say yes? No, I think MJF will be an AEW lifer. But that's what I said about Cody. So what do I know? Hareen, Yes. Hey, Simon, here's my daily proclamation for my love for Kenny Omega. It's my favorite question of the week. I miss him on my TV. Do you have a great day? And you? Yeah, I love Kenny Omega. Everyone go and listen to the Resting uh, uh podcast he did the other day, the interview. Just an awesome listen every single time. Peace Frog <laughs> wins the name game. Do you think Kane would have gone as over and lasted as long in WWE if he was never linked to The Undertaker? Definitely. I love that guy from day one, not because he was the Undertaker's brother, because it was the coolest badass presentation straight out the gate. It rocked. Uh, Balaji says WCW in 97 or 98 which one do you prefer probably 97 but you can argue that 97 had Starcade for example Jared said what is your favorite Christmas movie and why is it Die Hard I'm all right with Die Hard I go down with that and jingle all the way Matt says do you think V will get traded to Smackdown before he makes it to Raw probably probably get fired I shouldn't say that that's terrible I take it back The Idol Room who do you think has the best physique in wrestling right now I mean probably Bobby Lashley when you take everything into consideration dude's in his 40s and he looks amazing absolutely incredible daryl says when are you going to challenge the commander jim sterling to a match now they are uk based i mean we've chatted they know the deal i'm ready they're ready it will happen i'm sure and it will be a glorious day martin said what's the roughest bump you've ever taken oh man it must have been well actually it was it was one of those things i can't remember it was now. really It was nothing major, but I landed on my... Not when I hurt my shoulder, but... Well, I guess that one, yeah, no, we have to do that. I take it back. The worst one is when I got hit with a massive lariat. Um, And I just... It just, for one reason or another, destroyed my shoulder and that threw me off-piste and then I fell badly and I just, yeah, ripped my shoulder to shreds. And that was just from a lariat, which kind of sums up resting. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Jungle says, What are you expecting to see from Michael Keaton Batman in the Flash movie or the Batgirl movie? Just brilliance. Michael Keaton is the man. Adam, who was your favorite nineties wrestler? Brett the Hitman Heart. Uh Andrew says, always the same answer, my friend. If you were offered a contract to both AEW and WWE for the same price, who would you join and wrestle first? As I it's a dumb answer, and you're gonna get mad. I get it. If I'm ever in a world where two amazing companies are battling over my signature, I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna sing, and I'm gonna do a bunch of backflips. There's no bad outcome in any of that. Uh, Dylan says, after Powerhouse Hobbs qualified for the meatiest ladder match ever, what other big men would you like to see in the face of the Revolution ladder match? Well, Luchasaurus isn't in it. I mean, it makes no sense, but we could put Luchasaurus in. You could bring Brian Cage back, you could put him in. Um, who else is massive? Lance Archer, he could sneak in there. He's a big boy. <laughs> we'll go one more. Um, oh, I can't think of anybody now. There must be someone. Put Jay Cargill in there. She pretty ripped. <laughs> she could absolutely smash it uh Rachel Lang says, your thoughts on the Miz's new tag team partner yeah we talked about it it's fine it's what I expect from WWE so it's not surprising Roger says could you see Cody Rhodes taking the belt from Brock at the Madison Square Garden show absolutely not Mo out of left field what's your favorite toy story one two three or four and who's your favorite character they kind of all blend in I've seen them all they're all great they kind of all blend into it wouldn't be one because the animation came across so far so you know what I'm talking about uh, my favourite is probably going to be the dinosaur. Can't even remember his name. Not a massive fan of the Toy Story movies. I like them, but I can't even name the name, so I can't pretend otherwise. Donald says, "Would you love to see a Sasha Banks Rhea Ripley feud? Absolutely, that would rock. Do it at WrestleMania." Midnight Bear, hello, hello. How about the whole dynasty of the American Dragon Moxley joining forces? And also, Hook, how great would that be? In relation to WWE, it's great to see Brock and Seth move forward, but we are heading into the one low-punch era to win belts again. Simply, it's great to be a fan. Yeah, I I agree with everything you said. I didn't understand all of it, but I agree with it. And... I'm excited to see what we do with John Muxley and Brian Danielson. I think it's going to surprise us. And I think it's going to be good. Stephen says, how does one become Simon Miller's best friend? You're already my best friend, Stephen. You listen to my podcast and you support me. And I love you with all my heart. Uh, Carl says, do you believe that Cody will be Brock's opponent of Madison Square Garden? No, I don't. And please don't think that it it will be. Well, maybe I'd be wrong. What do I know? But I would be... um, I'd be surprised. Uh, We'll do a few more here. As he says, does Bullet Club need a reshuffle? Thanks, Simon, for all that you do. Thank you, my friend. Well, we've kind of just done that with G.O.D. getting kicked out, haven't we? And there's clearly something going on there. So maybe you, I mean, look, it's always good to stay ahead of the game. I still find the Bullet Club quite interesting. I think we need to answer that question in a few weeks. Because I've got a feeling that, um, yeah, something something big is coming. And lastly, AD says, all the work leaders had a Raw Rumble. (laughs) Who's your money on? P.S. Me and the missus love you to death, Mr. Miller. You're a delight. That's very kind ad. Thank you very much. Well, I mean, I don't want to get into this too much, right? But given what's going on in the world right now, Putin, (laughs) I I would guess. Guy doesn't seem to care, does he? Doesn't seem to have much... I'm not going to talk about it. You know what I'm saying. That's not what this show is about. I never like steering into that territory, but flub me sideways. Do we live in a crazy. A crazy, crazy world. And then I know we will draw a line under it. Thank you as always for joining me. I do appreciate it. I pimped out all my stuff a thousand times before, but uh, if you're into fitness supplements, grillamind.com forward slash Simon's code Simon get 10% off. I use these, right? I use them. You can check out my YouTube channel, Simon Miller, if you want more information on them. Otherwise, if you want a cameo, I'm on there too. It's priced nice and cheaply because I don't think it's fair. Please do come give me a follow at Simon316 on Instagram and Twitter. It makes me feel good. Chat at Always appreciate them. Check out What Coach Resting and my ups and downs series, of course. And I think that's probably everything. Usually forget something, but it doesn't matter. It's all ridiculous anyway. And we shall be back on Thursday. And again, if you want to watch the podcast, you can. Once again, YouTube, Simon Miller, give it a um, a follow, a subscribe, whatever the right word would be. And you can get a live version just because Thursday's always nuts with AEW and etc., everything else going on. And I want to make sure we keep getting two podcasts out a week so I thought I can kill two birds with one stone. And instead of doing a separate channel, a separate video for my channel, we can do the podcast. So please do support that as well if you have the time and the inclination. Otherwise, have great days and I will talk to you again soon.